Hello and welcome to It's a Musical Podcast, the podcast show where I force my boyfriend to watch musicals he should have seen by now and then we talk about them. I am the boyfriend. And I'm not sure this is one you should have seen by now. No, this is one that, you know, may well leave a legacy that someday, you know, our children or maybe our grandchildren will listen to. A hundred percent. I would be having more fun, I think, if I was watching the depressing George Clooney movie with the same name. Oh yeah, The Descendants. Sure, yes. this is just Descendants, also known as Disney's Descendants. Yeah, I will say this, it has got an interesting premise. Yes, would you uh, like to explain to me what the premise is? We follow the children of famous Disney characters, mm-hmm. but also Disney villains, as they negotiate school. Yeah. And also kind of like... They're the first children of, like, a generation allowed into the realms of Cinderella, if I'm right in thinking, or Snow White. We've got one of the Disney princesses (laughs) is queen. Yeah. And you have very much like The Lion King 2. The Pride Lands has been split into territories. Oh, sure, yeah. You've got the Pride Lands, Mm -hmm. where Simba reigns and everyone's happy, and then you've got the wastelands. The dark place. Yeah, that no one <laughs> yeah. talks of where Scar's side live. Yeah. And there's obviously hostility because they don't have the same quality of life. Mm-hmm. And maybe unfairly because some of them are the kids. Yeah. They weren't there in this war. They weren't there in, you know, the previous times. Mm-hmm. But the descendants of Cruella de Vil. Yeah. Of... Ursula? No. Okay, well, there's there's three descendants. Well, there's four. You oh, named, there four. You got one. Okay. <laughs> the descendants of Disney villains. I know yeah. that Gaston's kid is in, like, the third one. He's in the second one, and Ursula's yeah. kid is in the second one. But these, these kids are the first ones who are allowed to leave the villain's side yeah. of the world and actually go to school to be educated with everyone else. Yeah, basically. And shenanigans ensue. Mm-hmm. So as a premise, that's quite interesting. I always like the question of like what happens after Happily Ever After. Because mm. life isn't going to be as easy as they kind of hope it to be. No. But I don't know if this is going to be one for me. I, so... Some of the character design and the costume design just looks silly. Yeah. And I've seen bits of like Cruella Deville's son, and he's kind of like part dog, no, or has like werewolf what? or dog type qualities. No, okay, I have no idea what you're talking about. But he's ditzy and he's dumb. Sure. One thing we have to address before we watch this is Cameron Boyce, yeah, the actor who plays Cruella Deville's son, did tragically die. I've heard of that. Yeah, and. Obviously, these movies came out before he died, and they there were talks, I believe, about doing a fourth one. Yeah. But a lot of the actors felt like it wouldn't be appropriate to do it without him. Which is fair. Yeah. You know, I can understand that. Yeah, which I think is fair enough. This movie came out in 2015. He is very young. And it's fair to say that this is some some full-on teenage acting. It's kind of what I'm expecting. Yeah. Like, it's it's for a certain demographic. Mm-hmm. 
But from what I've heard, everyone had a great time filming these films. Funnily enough, there are a lot of kids I teach, mm-hmm. hello, who listen to this show and have said that they are excited for us to cover The Descendants. Yeah, me too. I feel like this is very much like an entry-level musical. Okay. That it's it's very much, it's one that's for younger people. Mm-hmm. It's not going to be offensive. Good's going to triumph. And in this case, the, the evil descendants are going to learn to become better people once they're given the opportunity. And actually, it's not as black and white as good and evil. Yes. Which, which I is... think is a really, really good... Coming point of, of age, learning like, yeah 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 like... so that's what this is that's what a lot of decoms are because we're back in the realm of disney channel original yeah musicals. like it's not going to be offensive yeah like, it might be inadvertently it's aged badly and that sort of thing but like in that it came out in 2015 yeah but we're not going to see anything in this show that's like designed to be high art but it's also not going to be taking itself too seriously no, it definitely doesn't take itself too seriously. This is a made-for-teenagers and younger, coming-of-age, yeah. found family story. Yeah. And that, I think, is a good message yeah. for teenagers. So this came out in 2015, as I've already said, directed and choreographed by Mr. Kenny Ortega, whom we do love. I recognise the name. I should think so, because he worked on Newsies. Cool. And also High School Musical. It's, he he's the reason why High School Musical is called High School Musical. Okay. Yeah. Because High School Musical was High School Musical name pending. Yeah. And then they were just like, we're just going to call it High School Musical. And that was him that cool. did that. He also did Hocus Pocus, obviously. He choreographed that whole middle scene in Fer- Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Nice. Which is hilarious. Basically, he's a complete Disney legend. Yeah. We love him. Okay, can I ask a quick question before you tell me more? Yeah. Will it be a disservice to the Descendants that I haven't seen High School Musical yet? Like, is it the sort of thing that I might appreciate this more having seen High School Musical? So here's the thing. The reason why I'm showing you this first is because we're building up to High School Musical, right? And one of my favourite quotes in a review about Descendants is... This, the fun is in the roll call. It's no high school musical, but the songs are catchy and the villains are worth rooting for. So in that sense, this is this worse is like than high school, high school musical. musical. Yeah. This is like, it's not the hype that high school musical is, but this is good. So had I seen high school musical first and, you know, in a hypothetical world where I enjoy high school musical. Yeah. In that fictional. Watching reality. Descendants would be a worse experience. Yeah. So if I really, really don't like Descendants, there's a chance I still might like High School Musical. Whereas if I love Descendants... High School Musical can only be even better than that. Yeah. Okay. Which I think... So it's not a disservice. If anything, it's probably... This is probably a good place to start. Yeah. Yeah. Entry level. Yeah. For sure. Okay. So we've got... Cruella Deville's son. Mm-hmm. We've got... Maleficent's child daughter yeah and she's the main one yeah and then it's another male descendant mm-hmm. and I can't for the life there's of them. two boys and two girls okay 
Who are the other two that I'm missing? So we've got Evie, who's the evil queen's daughter. Okay. Mal, who is Maleficent's daughter. Yeah. Um, and I'm required to remember the name of the other characters. We've got the son of Jafar. That's it. He's called who... Jay. And then... Jo- so they just named their children after themselves. That's not... Corella's Deville's son, who's called Carlos. So we've got Mal. Yeah. Maleficent. So. Yeah just shortened her first name they got jay instead of jafar yep and they got carlos mm-hmm. because that's kind of like cruella <laughs> i think they just picked a name that started evie instead of evil yeah because the evil queen doesn't have a name and then we have so they really have just tried to make it like these kids are just their parents and everything about them is going you know about their parents going to trickle down through their youth into these kids and obviously they're you know they're going to have evil tendencies at the start but they're going to grow to still be themselves but actually like their own people yeah and then we've got prince ben who is the son of the reigning monarchs Sin- <laughs> it's name aurora some Disney characters that have names that begin with b blue <laughs> you suck <laughs> play the game properly <laughs> i don't know the the male princes that well because they don't tend to have names you've got charming you've got eric mm-hmm. there's literally one that begins with b no no i know that's not with a b i'm just naming <laughs> princes names who is it which b is it it's the ben the son of bell and the beast of course yeah and bell is played by the blue fairy from once upon a time i like her she's cool it's just going to make me wish I was watching once upon a time. I know it is. <laughs> so. I think this is potential. Yeah, I think so. I feel like I've told you everything about the plot, so what's the journey in watching it? No, you haven't. You absolutely haven't. Okay. So Descendants premiered on the Disney Channel and immediately became a commercial success. Yes. This is a product selling show. Because as soon as you introduce cool new teenage characters who have powers yeah. and are related to disney characters. i've seen a lot of descendants merch yeah and dolls yeah. and costumes and because their costumes are so interesting if they you look stand at them from, out yeah if you don't... look at them from a costume perspective yeah super interesting uh on its premiere night the 31st of july 2015 it had 6.6 million viewers okay. of, uh, on opening night, and it was the most watched broadcast on the Disney Channel in 2015, and the highest rated broadcast since 2013, which I think is super interesting. Became the fifth watched DCOM on television. Okay, so that's going to be under High School Musical, High School Musical 2. Mm-hmm. I can't think what other... We'd also had Teen Beach. And they did show High School Musical 3 on the Disney Channel after its theatrical release. So High School Musical 3 would count. Yeah. Okay. And it also was the first Disney Channel original movie to hit the US Billboard uh, Top 200 since High School Musical 2. That's cool. Which was in 2007. So that's a long time. Yeah. They then announced so that was july of 2015 august 2015 they announced that we're doing descendants 2 
And that comes out probably July 2016. The film came out in July 2017. Okay. And then we got the third instalment in August of 2019. Okay, so there has at least been some time in between them. Because sometimes with a lot of these DCOMs, it feels like it's very much you get one and then immediately a year after, Mm -hmm. which can kind of tell you a little bit about the quality. Yeah. Well, one of my favourite things about DCOMs in general is that because they're quite low budget, and when I say low budget, obviously... They have a lot of money behind them because Disney... More money than most independent films, yeah. yeah. But they shoot on sets, on sound stages, and they try not to include too much green screen. Yeah. Short of backdrops, essentially. But that means that they put a lot of effort and time into making these incredible sets. I don't know. We watched Cinderella. That's not, that's not the same. This is 2000s DCOMs. Leave me alone. <laughs> They're being bullied here, people. So we have the script written by Josanne McGibbon and Sarah Parriott, who you will know from writing Runaway Bride, Three Men and a Baby. I'm aware of them. I've never actually watched any of them. I caught the tail end of Runaway Bride a few weeks ago over Christmas. Yeah. I've never watched either of those films. The Favour? Nope. Okay, well, they wrote those, and they were kept on to write all three Descendants films, which makes a nice change. No, I think that's very cool. I I think that's a really, really important choice to make. And if I like the Descendants, it means that at least I've got the same creative team. Mm -hmm. I may not like the direction of the later Harry Potter films, but I would say at least having David Yates attached to to them Mm -hmm. kept some nice continuity yeah in the same way i think sometimes the twilight series was lacking because each film had a different director and if you look at thor yeah you know kenneth branagh doing the first one between kenneth branagh and taika waititi yeah um lest we talk about the dark world i though that one didn't exist no exactly (laughs) but again like marvel you know when you had the first phase with John Favreau, very, very much part of it. And then phase two with Joss Whedon, mm-hmm. also very much part of like sculpting. It. And then the Russo brothers, very much a part of sculpting. It. You may have had different directors, but you've at least had similar vision. The continuity is better when you've got somebody attached in that way. And yeah, if you're going to do a trilogy of films like this, if you're not going to give me the same director, fine, but give me the same people writing the screenplay. Yeah, absolutely. One of the my favourite things about these movies is that they weren't initially supposed to be musicals. Oh, okay. They were supposed to be, just be straight decom movies and to be sort of spin-off Once Upon a Time style, but for teenagers, because obviously Once Upon a Time was doing pretty well. Yeah at the time and they wanted a watered down version of once upon a time that's what first caught my attention about the descendants yeah and i have to admit before I... right this is possibly where like the discrimination of the decom comes for me sure before i recognized that the descendants was a decom mm-hmm. i quite liked the prospect of it and the second i saw it was a decom my brain just kind of went, nope, High school musical, high school musical. Yeah. 
said it before and I'll say it again. I don't think I'm the target audience. No, I'm not the target audience. I wasn't the target audience when this came out, but I like it. Yeah. I'm I'm willing to give it a go. Yeah. I don't feel like it's going to give me anything I don't expect. And if it delivers on a twist of some sort, I'll be very happy. Mm-hmm. I, you know, maybe it's similar to what I went into Annie with, where I thought it's just going to be Oliver. Yeah, that's true. You liked Annie. I did really like I always Annie. forget about that. Well, so this is the thing with this, is that they initially were like, we don't want it to be a musical. It's just going to be a film. And it's just going to be one film at the time they decided and then they said okay we might do a sequel and here's what the plot might be and then they got kenny ortega on board and he was like but they're the kids of disney characters why wouldn't they sing yeah and they were like oh guess we better write some songs do you know what that logic though is true like if they are the kids of these established disney characters Mm -hmm. and these are the disney animated movie characters just as live action yeah, again, that's something that worries me is because I do love Once Upon a Time when they are the Disney characters, mm-hmm. you know. So it does worry me. Yeah. But the difference is... The... But then at the same time, I know that Disney is so hot on its like character integrity. Yes. Which shocks me about Once Upon a Time, mm-hmm. considering you know sometimes what they did with Peter Pan. Mm-hmm. It shocks me that they would let that happen with their characters. Now... I like that you brought that up because here's the thing. It's about target audiences. Yeah. The target audience of Once Upon a Time is like 16 to 25 year olds. But it's Buena Vista as well. So it's not yeah. like not everyone would associate as Disney. So the age group that they're aiming it at want the darker, grittier side of these yes. characters, but they still want to know these characters. Yes. Descendants is 16 and under. Who have probably watched all the animated films maybe more recently yeah. than some of the adults who are now watching Once Upon a Time from a nostalgic. Mm-hmm. And they do want a sequel and Belle's Enchanted Christmas isn't the sequel they want. Yeah, exactly. So Descendants is that sort of lighter character integrity world because all of these characters are very much in character, including the adults in these films who are those disney characters like adult belle and the beast are very much i think in character yeah. for who they are and i just think it's super interesting i know that the last time you watched this was 2020 yep so usually i might have asked for something like this where you might have watched it back when it came out like are you worried about it aging yeah. differently for you but you've seen it recently you maybe have watched it more than once since Disney Plus has come out. Yeah, literally as soon as Disney Plus came out in the UK and I got it and we put it on our TV, I've watched all the decoms. I've rewatched all of them. I think the period in the summer where I was allowed to go to the gym, you just... That's all I did, you yeah. You watched decoms. You took amazing. advantage of like my two-hour workouts. Mm-hmm. You are missing that, I think, more than I am. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Hence why we're watching it now. Yep. So I can't ask you, are you worried how this will age like maybe other shows? No, there are certain things that I think like, oh, okay, but... Do you think this is the sort of show that when a lot of kids grow up mm-hmm. who, you know, grew up watching this and maybe put it aside because, you know, they're growing up and they want to watch grittier things, that maybe when they're mid-twenties and they want a hit of nostalgia, will go back and watch this and do you think it will stand the test of time to the audience who it was made for at the time? 
I think so. Just from personal experience, I think in the same way that High School Musical for me yeah. does that. Because I was exactly the age demographic for High School Musical when that came out. Well, it's the same as me with Hercules and a lot of the Renaissance Disneys. Yeah. That, you know, the first film I ever saw was Aladdin. You know, I saw a lot of those films at the cinema. And mm-hmm. for me, doesn't matter how old I get. And that's exactly already... the feel that they were going for with these movies. So they are perfect Disney. for me. So this will be, you know, when a lot of these kids are 10 years from now in their 20s. They'll go back and they'll rewatch this and it will still be like, oh, this is awesome. Yeah. Cool. So it's lovingly crafted. Yeah, it it really is definitely lovingly crafted. So for me, High School Musical, I've got no attachment to any of these characters anyway. Mm -hmm. Neither does Zac Efron, apparently, but we'll talk about that when we (laughs) inevitably cover it. I've been doing a lot of like research on stuff anyway that I have counterpoints, but this one at least comes from a point of Disney wanting to lovingly do something with these characters absolutely as somebody who likes these disney characters and the source material Mm -hmm. as somebody who likes the concept of a what happens after happily ever after i might enjoy the descendants yeah take it with a spoonful of sugar but like is mary poppins in it no (laughs) oh i wish i wish i think it's all animated characters i don't and I'm sure we'll watch it and you'll be like, oh, no, there's one. But I, I genuinely hey, don't look, think... look, it's Sid from Toy Story. Yeah, I genuinely don't think there are any... First of all, Pixar characters. And second of all, live We have our Pixar musical, so that's fine. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. Wow. I'm very excited. I'm willing <laughs> to be convinced. <laughs> I'm willing to watch you have a mental breakdown about this film. I love the fact that you know for a fact that this might be... This might break you. One way or the other. Yeah. Okay, well... I'm excited. I like it. We're going to have fun. You're going to have fun. I might have fun. I'm going to have fun. I I make no promises. We're off to... Is it Never Everland or is it just Disney World? It has a name. I can't tell you what it is. We're off to Disney World. Mm -hmm. I'm sure we will get a magic carpet ride back to talk about the descendants very very shortly give me a beat did i mention that i'm in love with you and did i mention there's nothing i can do and did i happen to say i dream of you every day but let me shout it out loud if that's okay if that's okay i met this girl that rocked my world like it's never been rocked and now i'm living just for her and i won't never stop i never thought that it could happen to a guy like me but now look at what you've done you've got me on my because my love for you is ridiculous I never knew that it could be like this My love for you is ridiculous My love is R-I-D-I-C-U-L-O-U-S R-I-D-I-C-U-L-O-U-S It's just And I would give my kingdom just one kiss And we are back Yes, we have been down the rabbit hole We've returned from the Magic Kingdom. Yes. Yes. It's not quite the Magic Kingdom, though, is it? It kind of is. <laughs> it's Magic Kingdom school. Yeah. So, 
before we actually started watching this, we got the image on Disney Plus. Yeah. You know, kind of. Oh, yeah, you started making notes before we even started the Yeah, film because what time. I'd said was I was aware that there was some bad costume. Yeah, so the picture on Disney Plus is the four kids with portraits of their parents behind them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I don't think the design for the children is bad. No, I quite like the design. No, I, I really like their design. Mm-hmm. I think it's really cool. But this is exactly what I meant is the design of the wicked the evil queen, e- the evil queen mm-hmm. and maleficent i really don't like the animated to real life costumes yeah i don't think they work in a lot of media and this being one of them do you like it in once upon a time but it's not the same in Once Upon a Time. She's always the ugly crown. Yeah, I don't like that. Yeah. I don't think Maleficent translates to a screen, like a real No, life. I don't think she translates to And I don't think that the evil queen mm-hmm. translates. Yeah. The best comparison I could do was, it's like, look at Marvel and DC. They make appropriate changes. Yeah. And they mock it in... Star Spangled Man with a plan. You see Cap's... His, like, bad costume. Yeah, yeah. because that's his comic book costume. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't work. Yeah. But they know that and they've redesigned it. Mm -hmm. No one's going to bat an eyelid the fact that it's still Captain America, it's still Thor. They've changed them and made the appropriate changes. Yeah. Because it would just look silly. And I think it looks silly here. So this is the thing. They The costumes that they're wearing... Actually, no, not Maleficent. Just Evil Queen. Yeah. The costume she's wearing looks like the Disney Parks costume, which, in my opinion, only works in the Disney Parks because we're we're acknowledging that this is the character from the cartoon. Yes. And we can suspend our disbelief in the Disney Parks because we're in Disney World, like, you know, or Disneyland, depending on where you go. But Regina never wore that costume. She had big elaborate dresses and hairstyles and everything. Is that what her name is in Once Upon a Time? Yeah. Is that who she is? Yes. Oh. And it works. I've watched this show. Yeah. It works because you've made appropriate changes. Sure. But it doesn't work here. So... That's kind of what I meant. And seeing it there on screen, I wanted to touch on that before we go into talking about it. Mm -hmm. It wasn't the kids' design I didn't like. And Jafar and Cruella DeVille look okay. Yeah. Like Jafar, they have made enough changes so that he doesn't look Mm -hmm. like the animated version of Aladdin. And I'm okay with that. Why not do the same to Maleficent? Take off the horns. I don't think the horns work. I don't understand why... And this is something I think that the Disney movie Maleficent did quite well. Yeah. Is we know that she's a fairy. Yeah. And that she has horns. Yeah. So acknowledge that they're horns and she's got like a weird horn covering on. Yes. And just have her without it. But she makes a joke that it's her hair. Yeah. So that's That's just like a weird choice. And I just think Kathy and the Jimmy as the evil queen looks cheap in that costume she's also criminally underused in oh yeah 100 percent. 
other costumes aren't as bad so there are some good translations but and we'll get to them when we get to the characters what do you think about the kids costumes though i like the kids costumes as like derivatives from the yeah i think they work Mm -hmm. the other thing i noticed from looking at this and it's something that is kind of apparent throughout is Cruella Deville sticks out like a sore thumb. Yeah, it's a weird choice, isn't it? She doesn't need to be that character. Mm-hmm. I think it should have been the Red Queen, the Queen of Hearts from Alice in Wonderland. Yeah, that would be cool. And I think you then cast Kathy and the Jimmy as that character and you cast someone else as the Evil Queen, mm-hmm. if you're going to keep the Evil Queen. Because I think Kathy and the Jimmy is far more suited to hamming it up yeah. as the red queen of hearts Mm -hmm. i think carlos can still be a derivative of it because cards yeah oh card loss (laughs) that's so sad yeah but i think he can still work yeah but i just think there is literally no purpose for cruella Deville. Mm -hmm. and actually you could cut her and carlos out completely of this and i don't think the film would lose anything which is a shame because i really like this actor carlos is great Mm -hmm. the actor is brilliant and the character is great but honestly, you cut both of them from the film. Yeah. I don't think you are missing out on anything. Carlos's big plot point is he gets a dog. He learns that he's been uh, lied to. His yeah, but what life. else does he actually achieve in the Magical Kingdom? No, a lot of his plot line happens in the second and third. But then that's fine. But they should introduce him in the second and third. This story doesn't need him. Yeah, okay. Fair enough. And I think... Looking at it, it's apparent Cruella Deville doesn't work. I had the similar issue with Cruella Deville when she cropped up in Once Upon a Time. It's just a weird choice mm. because you've got three very magical characters, and like when they go to the Hall of Evil, yeah, she just doesn't suit being there. Yeah, and we'll talk about that yeah. when we get there because that was something I brought up as well. So I would, I would have looking at this replaced with the Red Queen. Okay. Who doesn't necessarily need magic, but is a slightly more iconic, I would say, Disney villain. Cruella is very iconic, but I feel she's not royal. Mm-hmm. She doesn't pursue royalty. So what beef would people have with her other than, obviously, she tried to kill all the Dalmatians. Yeah. Whereas I feel like the Red Queen would possibly have far more gravitas yeah. surrounding her. Okay, so we... so those were observations before we actually <laughs> this started. Is, we watching. haven't even started watching it yet. Yeah, the U.S. of Oregon. So we open with a classic Disney book opening, except it's an iPad instead of a book, and I quite like that as a way to show that we're mixing both modern day. I don't. I know you don't. I really, really don't like the use of modern day technologies in this world. Mm-hmm. because if we look at the source material okay <laughs> look at what it's based on sure when would you say beauty and the beast is set it's the 1400s yeah exactly and it's a this is a sequel to that world hmm. yeah i don't care i like it <laughs> i really don't like the technology in this i i think it just distracts and i think it it takes me out of the the belief in this world. Like my suspension of disbelief is really diluted because of it. Hmm. I like the merging of like classic, like medieval themes with modern day, but I think that's just something I like in yeah. general and not as a result of this film. Yeah. So we find out that 
the beast married Belle and lived happily ever after and united all of the kingdoms of heroes and got himself elected king of Oridon. Which makes you wonder, for instance, like, how has everything else worked out? You know, if they were once a prince or a princess or a king or a queen, are they now just reduced to state senator? Yeah, basically, because some of the princesses keep their titles. Yeah, but they're not princesses. No. Well, and also... So I feel like they have no right to that title anymore. There was only one prince, and that's Ben. Except he shouldn't even be a prince, because he got elected king. I know. So shouldn't we be electing our next king? Basically, the beast is like become a, beast, a tyrannical leader <laughs> which is what he always was we also learn that the beast put anyone interesting on the island of misfit toys with no wi-fi yeah basically so i said to you hold on a second how are they telling us this story with their ipad if there's no wi-fi and you're like we'll get to that point and that's when i was like oh okay it's a framing device it's a framing device yeah so basically any villains or villain sidekicks got banished to the Isle of the Lost. Yep. And they flourished and had kids, apparently. Yep. Which is great. But it's essentially a... And it's described as being an island slum. I'll tell you what else I don't like. Why is it that the good guys, Mm -hmm. the quote-unquote good guys, have secure mother-father families and the villains are single parents? Because... In Disney movies, if you're a hero, you get your happily ever after. Yeah, but that just, that feels very unfair. I wish we'd met Cruella and Cruella's husband. I like to think it's Jafar. (laughs) Or like, you know, Jafar's just all of their dads. But that's... (laughs) No, because, so, in the third movie, we find out who Mal's dad is. Okay, that's fine. And it's discussed. But why, why do all of the villains have to be single parents? Right. Why can't at least one of them be in a happy married relationship? Imagine the dynamic of Jafar stealing and you see Jafar with Jay at home with Jafar's wife going, why? You're both idiots. Yeah, like seriously, (laughs) why can't they just be quite a nice person and then be like, oh my God, you guys are idiots. Because they wouldn't have been on the Isle of the Lost. They can still be a nice nice person. No, they're a sidekick. They might follow along, but they can still be nice. Yeah. Like, why can we not just see more of that dynamic? These the villain parents, if you are not maleficent, are not important. No, that's true. But I just I think it's very interesting the unintentional bias of saying, hey, bad people come from single parent households. I have never thought about it like that, but it is it's unintentional. It, because yes. Disney villains don't live past the end of the movie. Yeah. Obviously. So they've had to bring them back for this. And also, we don't want to give our villains romance plot lines. Or is this just the Disney Corporation <laughs> basically saying, hey, if you have sex outside of wedlock, you are a villain? Oh, no. We find out Maleficent was married. Okay. I'm making my conclusions based on this one. Mm-hmm. I would like to have seen a, you know, a stable family here. Yeah. Beast marries Belle at 28. That's a retcon of, you know, what we learn at the end of Beauty and the Beast. But we learn it was her or the teapot. Yeah, apparently. So either your mother or a teapot. Which is weird. Did Beast have, like, 
fantasies about Mrs. Potts before meeting Belle. Mm-hmm. It's just a weird line to yeah. to give about these these because Disney's so good about the character integrity. That's a very weird line. Like that is a Kenny Ortega line. I'll tell you that because <laughs> yeah. he likes his weird jokes. He does. It is a very weird joke. I laughed at it, but you know, it is a very, very weird joke to imply. Yeah. So Ben, who's their son, Baby Beast, is 16 and he's going to be Crown King soon for no discernible reason. Yeah, no discernible reason. Why? Um, apparently in one of the novels, because there's books. Of course there um, is. Because we can monetize on this in, in every way we possibly can. We find out that it's because the Beast is retiring because they can like so it's because he's stepping down because he doesn't want to be king anymore okay so get elect someone else elect someone else like i'm gonna i'm gonna pick up on this plot thread throughout that a 16 year old boy yeah is not a capable leader does not have in them to lead a whole land yeah he's not very diplomatic is he no he isn't i think it makes no sense why there's a coronation if you've chosen to retire, then somebody else needs to be elected. Let's get Prince Philip in or Prince Eric mm-hmm. because somebody needs to rule. This 16-year-old isn't allowed to. The only way I would say it's permissible to pass it down to the 16-year-old is if Gaston finally kills the beast. Do you know what they could have had instead of a coronation would be like a ceremony that names him Prince Regent? Yes. Or like... Is that what it's called? Or a ceremony that officially says you are beginning royal duty. Yeah, you will be next in line. Yeah, like, welcome we're to... We're naming yeah. you the prince. And you are now going to begin travelling the lands and training. But it seems really stupid yeah. that... So so Beast married Belle at 28. I'm assuming maybe at 29 became a father, mm-hmm. right? So that means he is 45 at this point. That's not retirement age. So clearly he's going to draw a very good state pension because politicians like to lie. <laughs> You've thought into this really hard. Well, it is. Like, what's he going to do for the rest of it? He's going to live off the state. Mm-hmm. 45 isn't at retirement age. Mm-hmm. Or he knows he's dying. How are or they just... judged who gets to go to the island? Like, are the bimbets on the island? Anyone who ever made fun of Belle. Yeah, or so her that dad. entire village. The man who tried to lock up her dad in the... Uh... Yeah. Piano Forte? Yeah. Or Maestro Forte? Yeah. Tim Curry's on the island. Yeah. Yeah. All these... This is it. How do you actually determine who... How villainous someone is. The whole of that village who followed Gaston with the mob, Mm -hmm. they're on the island. Because obviously this came before the Beauty and the Beast live action movie. Where we got redemption. Yeah. Yeah, where we found out they were under a spell. Yeah. Question mark. Anyway. anyway, Baby Beast has a plan that yeah. he wants to bring four children to their land. Beast shouts, but Belle reminds him that she gave him a second chance. Everyone deserves a second chance. Yep. So that's the plan. Four of the villain's children, four misfits from the land of the lost, are going to come and study at this school mm-hmm. and hopefully become better. Now, has he got the plan that if this is successful, more children will come? Yes. There are two movies after this. Yeah. Now, I like Beast's costume. Mm, as a translation from his... As a translation costume. works. It's it's not exactly the same. And it does look cheaper. Mm-hmm. But it is nice. Yeah. It's not as good as when Robert Carlyle gets to wear the Beast Ballroom outfit in Once Upon a Time. I've seen that. That's nice. But 
this is still a good translation and it works mm-hmm. without going like too kind of silly and pantomime which is exactly how Maleficent and the Evil Queen come off. Yeah, and we can put Belle in any yellow dress and say she's Belle. Oh, she, yeah. Because she's, you but she know, could also go it's in like any, a day dress. But she could also go in any blue dress and white dress. Like, or pink dress. Yeah, yeah. Belle's costumes are easy. Mm-hmm. And I think most of the princess costumes are quite easy. Yeah, this I'd is say where the, Disney bounding like, comes in, yeah. is that basically the kid characters yeah. are Disney bounding their parents. Yeah. The only princess who I think would look really, really stupid if they were visualised in this, would be Rapunzel. She just wear a pink, a, a light pink I know, top but, and a pink skirt. But I don't trust the, the production values of this film to do her hair well. That's fair, but it would be her short hair. It wouldn't be Rapunzel hair. But then you wouldn't know that it's Rapunzel. No, exactly. Which is the problem. Yeah. So we get our first song. Yes. So we cut back after Ben announces who the kids are going to yep. be. So we have Son of Corella, Son of Jafar, Daughter of the Evil Queen, and the Daughter of Maleficent. And we cut to... to... Rotten to the core. Yes. Core. I mean, it's like Evil Queen's apple. Yep. And these kids look like the rotten apple didn't fall far from the tree. Hmm. Which I wrote down Are at this really point. Pleased about that joke? <laughs> well, I was pleased until, until the film it. makes the joke later on. <laughs> okay, I don't like this song. Because it is just auto-tuned. Yeah, so one of the things that they've done in this film is that for some reason, whenever a villain sings, it sounds quite auto-tuny, or the villain kids. Not true. Except for Maleficent. Yeah. But we'll get onto that. But yeah, so the island, and this comes in in the later movies as well, any songs that are sung on the island have a sort of techno auto tune sound to them. Techno is not the word I wanted, but that kind of glitchy auto tune sound. But like heavy auto-tune. Yeah, I, I don't like it. I really, really... But unfortunately, this is the Disney sound, the decom sound at the time. This is what they were going for. Yeah, I just, it doesn't work for me. I think it ruins the performance of these guys. You know, Dove Cameron is a phenomenal singer. Yeah, And she she's great throughout this. The choreography to this number is great. I think it is a really nice introduction to the kids, to mm-hmm. the, the cast. I'll have to show you the rehearsal videos for this yeah. scene are amazing to watch because it's just like 50 dancers just being amazing. But I think the problem is auto-tuning doesn't belong in musicals. Mm-mm. And I think it actually makes the production look cheaper because it looks like you've hired people that can't sing. So why bother? And I I think it's really detrimental to the sequence because it should be a fun sequence. Mm -hmm. It's like the other side, you know, it's less Bridgerton and more like punk rock. Yeah. Like that should be really cool. If you're going to go for a music stylistic choice, then why not have it be more kind of rock and roll? Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I don't get it, especially because of the way that they've dressed everyone. Yeah. Like you would think they would be doing a tie-in sort of punk rock vibe. Yeah. But no. Well, especially because clearly Maleficent has had a child with the Joker. Is that okay? Because that's exactly... Who the... do you think her dad is? No idea. But... Her colours, Mao's colours, is obviously the, the purples, green and purple, green and, purple mm-hmm. and the black. It's part Maleficent, part, part Joker. Joker. 
mm-hmm. and she's got the graffiti aspect down and Oh, that's that's one of my favorite things in this film yeah. is the long live evil graffiti. Oh god, yeah, that that design is amazing. Oh. But especially the way live and evil yeah. mirrored, it's fantastic. But it she feels like the Joker's prodigy. Mm-hmm. So that's my theory on that one. Sure. Dove Cameron steals candy from a baby, and they joke about it. Yeah. In a great line where Maleficent says, "Stealing candy, Mal, that's beneath you," and she's like, "It was from a baby." Oh, that's okay. It's like, then. Oh, it's okay then. It's like that's great. Yeah, and <laughs> Kristen Chenoweth hamming it up as Maleficent is amazing. She's so cool. And I, I tell you what, without the horns, I feel like the costume looks better mm. because they've made enough changes for it to feel kind of more leathery and kind of looks like Elphaba's dress in Wicked. Yeah. But However, in a good way. I just why not just have her with her hair down? You said she had a bob at the time. Oh, she had really short hair at the yeah, time. Like, yeah. What what is more evil a hairstyle for Maleficent than a bob? Thanks. Like, well, you don't want Maleficent with long hair. Yeah, Ma- no, that would be weird. Maleficent with a bob. That's like a severe bob. Yeah. yeah. Like, and that's quite sure. a strict hairstyle. Like, why not? Why not just show that? Mm-hmm. Especially if it matches Mal's hair. To an extent. Yeah. These kids don't want to go to the island. Like, why would they want to go hang out with the preppy kids? Yeah. And it's interesting, the fact that, like, Ben's plan... In his mind, these kids want this opportunity. They're like, no. Yeah. Nobody asked us. And that's really interesting to think that they're they're happy there. They know they've not got opportunity, but, like... But they know, they know that the people who are now being like, come live with us, yeah. are the people who stuck them on this island in the first place. Yeah. Ignorance is bliss. Mm-hmm. And obviously when they get there slowly, they're going to realise, you know, actually it's quite nice here. Yeah. But it's really interesting at the start to be like, nobody asked us. And if they did, we'd have all said no. Mm-hmm. Maleficent tells Mal that she has to do this because... If she can get into the good graces of the fairy godmother and yep. steal her magic wand, yes. then she can break the enchantment on the island because yes. that is who made the bubble. Yeah. I got confused here because I thought she said blue fairy. She does. She calls her an annoying blue fairy. Yeah, which made... But she doesn't mean the blue fairy. Yeah, well, I was like, well, it's convenient that Belle is the blue fairy. Maybe that's just her disguise from this world and actually this is a parallel once upon a time universe yeah no she means the fairy godmother yeah and we do learn that carlos is scared of dogs and this is a result of cruella's ptsd yeah or is it just because cruella's mean i don't know because she gets no depth nope (laughs) who's to say they have an encounter where mal is trying to be like i'm not going and they have a stare off Mm -hmm. and both of their eyes glow green Maleficent's death gaze is great. Like Christian Chenoweth. Looks like she's going to kill. What's so interesting with her, she always comes across really fun and quirky and like sweet. Mm, She can be scary when she wants to. But this is it. She can be scary when she wants to. Mm -hmm. It's like she knows that she's not getting the pie maker. Yeah. So she's going to stare at Mal. But a great reference. It is a great reference. Kathy and Jimmy got kicked out of the nunnery and, and turned to evil. Yep. Literally. I had no idea it was Kathy and Jimmy. You told me she was in it. And I can't... You don't recognise her. No, she's had a lot of work done. 
but I also think it's the makeup and having the hair and everything behind. Like, this is the thing. The one good thing about her being in this evil queen costume is it's very much like it's a nun costume. She's just, yeah. she's left Sister Act mm -hmm. and she's kept the same the costume, habit, yeah. but she's just, you know, doled herself up. So she tells Evie. Yeah. I, I was trying to remember what her name is. It's Evie because evil queen. Yeah. She tells Evie that Evie needs to marry a prince and like elevate their status again. Yeah. Which is, I think, as a a motivation for the mm -hmm. evil queen is quite good oh yeah i think that works and i think that's very good for evie's trajectory obsession. is like evie's more than just a pretty face yeah she is also yeah her very mom, intelligent her mom even tells her don't laugh because you'll get laughter yeah. lines and she gives her a pocket-sized magic mirror which, which i think is really funny. absolutely yeah. hilarious jafar's obsessed with lamps which is a nice touch mm -hmm. they already he already rubbed that lamp nothing was coming out of it yep right I really, really detest the depiction of Cruella de Vil. It's too much. Mm -hmm. Do you remember what we were saying with Ruthless? How we have the assistant character. Yes. And whenever they're on, it's just far too much. Yeah, everyone else is sort of middle ground and yeah. she's just like way up there. I just... I hated her and I'm, it's one of the best things about this film is the fact that Cruella is maybe in two scenes. Mm -hmm. Awful direction or awful performance by the actor. I don't say that often. Yeah. But it was atrocious. Yeah, it is weird. Considering the plot of this movie, nobody else is that over the top. No. No, and they, they could aren't. Be. Yeah. <laughs> And Cruella de Vil doesn't warrant being that over the no, top. No, she should be the most subtle. Yeah. Because that's the point. But it just, it's so, so stupid. Yeah. And it's I not an isolated mean. incident. The next time she shows up via webcam, it's the same. Mm -hmm. I, I, she was the only one of these characters that I disliked. Yeah. Like, to a point of I would want to turn it off. If you had told me she was still going to be in this, I'd have said yeah, we need to cancel this episode. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I couldn't watch that show. But on that point, yeah, she seems like the most difficult to live with. Yes. So you kind of immediately get why Carlos is like, I'm just going to stay here in Oregon. Yeah. Like, bye-bye. Yeah. I like, everyone else seems fairly reluctant to go. Evie's yeah. tricked into it because Prince is. Jay's like gonna steal some cool stuff yeah and mal is forced to go you imagine that carlos is it, the only reason he doesn't want to go is because he's scared of dogs yeah and because he's been scared into thinking that he'll be eaten by dogs yeah this is the other thing that i really don't like seeing them in these costumes is when you see them doing mundane things like opening a fridge or turning on a tv in those costumes it feels far too weird and far too jarring yeah Jafar, it's not so bad because he's kind of looking more like Aladdin mm. in the Jay street clothes. Jay basically is Aladdin. Yeah, but Jafar is in street clothes. Like, Do you think it would have been better if what, every time we saw Maleficent up until her rogues gallery moment, she wasn't in the, yeah. in the Maleficent costume? I think the only time I want to see her in those costumes is the rogues gallery. Mm -hmm. And at the end, yeah, when, when she's, she's back to prominence, yeah, I think other, especially because, especially because then when Mal sees her, it's very much you're not my mum right now. 
which yeah. might make that conflict harder. Mm-hmm. But it just feels very weird to see them doing everyday activities in those costumes. Yeah, I know what you mean. They travel in style. They get a, a limo. It's very much like Annie mm-hmm. with Daddy Warbucks. Oh, and all the sweets, yeah. Yep. And you've got everyone looking at this car outside and they're like, wow, mm-hmm. which orphans are the lucky ones going to be adopted by beasts? Basically. And yeah, at this point, we very much, we're getting to know the kids' different personality tropes. Carlos is the ditzy one. Mm-hmm. You know, we get a really awful joke where it's, oh, it's chocolate. Oh, let me see. And he opens his mouth. Oh, it's, he's eating a peanut butter cup. Yeah. It's gross. It is gross. And they travel via yellow brick road. A magic yellow brick road, which is operated by a button. Yeah. And Mal asks the driver if the remote that she's holding, did this open that gate, like the yellow brick road gate? And he's like, no, this one did. The one that you're holding opens my garage. And then he puts the screen up and Mal's like, I like that guy. Yeah. (laughs) Because he's kind of mean. But this is it. It's also like, how good can these people be? Like, everyone on this island of, you know, the, the the good people who deserve to be here. Yeah. I question how good they are, especially adults who are willing to judge children in that way. But is it worse to take children away from their parents or let them live with their parents? Agreed. I just, I, I think it's very interesting because this false idea of what it is to be good. There are a lot of nasty people. Which I think is kind of the point of this. We get more into it in the second and third ones. <laughs> Again, obviously this is set at the start of the series and it's setting us up to know that. Yeah. We get to Oridon Prep. Or Xavier's School for Gifted Mutants. Yes, it is X-Mansion. So they're actually mutants. Yeah, They've basically. all got different powers, that's fine. Fairy Godmother's costume is also a great update. Mm-hmm. it's enough that you look at it and you know what it is, but yeah. without it being exactly the same. I really like her as Fairy Godmother too. Yeah, I, th- I like She's that. Good. And Jay flirts with Audrey. Yep. Who's Aurora's child. Mm-hmm. Audrey is with Ben yep. at this point. Benny Boo. Yep. <laughs> Mal fishes for the one's location. She's not even subtle about it. Like, no wonder people are like, mm, don't know if we can trust her. She's like, by the way, that wand, you know, the one that might, like, free everyone, you know, where is it? But I think she's assuming that, because obviously they've never spoken to a, a good person before. Quote, unquote, good. Yes. She's assuming that they're really dumb. Yeah. Because they kind of are. Yeah. And so even when she's being sarcastic and, like, fishing for information, they just roll with it. So this is one of my kind of weird world-building questions. Is this the only school? Mm-hmm. Or do you have different schools in different areas? There are different schools in different areas. Yeah, which we get to later with the sports kind of, like, teams. However, it feels very weird, like, surely every person should want to send their child to this school. Or do you have schools in impoverished parts of this United States that some schools are better? Like, this is the leading private school their tagline is goodness doesn't get any better (laughs) and clearly because a lot of princes and princesses are here yeah this is the school i wonder why it's the school considering they have no sporting success but more on that later yeah apparently they're rubbish but so there's oridon school yes then there's camelot heights yes and then there's the summerlands which also has a school and then there's the enchanted wood 
as well. Like all these different places have schools. Yeah, but surely you could go to one of these other schools and they're literally filled with nobodies. Well, so in the second movie, Prince Charming's kid, Chad, transfers to a different school. So he's the first somebody at their school. Well, you would assume that they like have different things. Like do other kids? I don't know. Yeah, but there's a lot of kids at this school, so it feels like this school is the school. Mm. So what better school to send these evil children to than the best school in all the land? I like when Audrey says the evil queen has no royal status here. Yeah. Apparently that's the only person who's got no royal status anymore because everyone else is going around calling themselves princesses and princes. Mm -hmm. Evie also flirts with Ben. Yep. And we get a really condescending moment between Audrey and Mal. Audrey doesn't blame Mal for what her mother did. Yeah. It's just like, okay. And Mal's comeback's pretty funny. Yeah. I agree with Mal, though. So Mal says, oh, yeah, that's great. And and I don't hold it against you for your grandmother having a party and inviting everyone in the world except for my mum. Yeah, I, I completely <laughs> agree with Mal. Aurora's parents are the villain Yeah. in, in Sleeping Beauty because none of it happens without their own hubris. Mm-hmm. They just invited Maleficent. Maybe everything would have been okay. It is what it is. But it's a great comeback and it works. Mm-hmm. We get that weird moment where Carlos is scared of the beast because the statue transforms. Yeah, and Ben explains that it it changes so that everyone can remember that there is great change within us or something. But like that. is that not quite weird considering that throughout the rest of this, the only people that use magic are Mal and Fairy Godmother. Mm-hmm. And everyone's like, yeah, we don't do magic here. We're more like distinguished yeah now. it's outdated and yet you've got this big outdated statue in your in your lawn but it's the fairy godmother's magic yeah but it's still it's kind of like false promises here you're going to learn magic Pfft, no mm. it feels like a very outdated thing to do well like how many heroes kids will be able to do magic though they could learn the only one is fairy godmother's daughter yes but and again then she needs a conduit so. exactly anyone could probably do it if they had a magical conduit can Audrey be a princess if Aurora isn't queen? Is my big question. Yes. And then we meet one of your we, favorite characters. Sorry. Yeah. We have the royal family. We have a lot of princesses who are never who aren't like who are daughters of princes who are never in line. But they're but they're not in line and they're not even related to the ruling class. But they're still princesses. I don't think they should be princesses. No, it's a weird running uh, like yeah. system. We meet one of your most bewildering kind of oh, my favorite characters character. yeah because doug. dopey has a son called doug yeah which means dopey had a wife yep it's on par with goofy and max isn't it really mm-hmm. he gets a ponytail in the next movie <laughs> it's great i feel like it's really like disgusting that they timetable these students for remedial goodness yep and that mal says oh is that a new class yeah and doug's like yeah because yeah. even he feels uncomfortable about it yeah. because he's a good person. He is. He's probably like, the only, only good person. Mm. I don't... Yeah, he's the only person I don't think does anything that's, like, nasty or self-serving through this. I like Lonnie. Who? Lonnie. Mulan's daughter. Okay, so I, I talked about this later on because it kind of become an issue for me. But so many of these kids just are so generic looking. 
Like unless unless you are one of our four key characters, mm. I can't tell you apart. I don't know who you are. Your costumes all look the same. Get to a point where all their hair looks the same. Yeah, we had a conversation while watching this movie where you didn't realise that it was Chad on screen and yeah. not Ben. Mm. And you were like, why is he suddenly being so mean? Yeah. <laughs> like, oh no, that's not Ben. None of these kids <laughs> look, look exactly different enough from each other. Mm-hmm. And it just... I don't know. What does that say about Disney character design? Yeah. Carlos got the hang of video games very, very quickly. Well, he's smart. Consider- Resourceful. Yeah, but considering they don't have any of this. They have TVs. Yeah, but they won't have computer games or Wi-Fi to do this. And how do those controllers actually work? They're like the Wii motion sensors, but like Worse. six inches longer. Do you know what my favourite theory is about that scene? Yeah. Is that we see Carlos like using the weird Joy-Con things. Yeah. And then he shouts over to Jay and he's like, Jay, you've got to come check this out. And when Jay picks them up, the same video game scene oh, yeah. he plays. I don't think they're playing it. Well, I think he's figured this it out. Is the other he's thing. just waving no, them around. But this was the other thing I was going to say is the game is still moving and running even when they're all around the table and yeah. Mel's talking. So I think it was a trailer. Oh yeah. He doesn't know how to use it. I, I, I don't know. I think it comes across again really cheap looking. Like it just yeah. looks like they haven't actually considered the point of this scene. Mm-hmm. I think they need to make it that it is a video game and not like a weird trailer thing and they certainly need to not have it continue playing yeah it is what it is he also learned internet quickly because they very quickly learn how to use google maps and yeah. find where the uh museum is mm-hmm. which considering there's no wi-fi they find it very very quickly it's no do you know what i mean sometimes in films you're like huh they just adapt to it really quick yeah, yeah. maybe there's a scene that we missed where they all got shown how to use like the school you know like how you get an induction an orientation yeah i think remedial goodness was more important though so they probably mm-hmm. skipped that they're off to the museum of cultural history i think that's a really good like joke that's hilarious yeah. but i'm disappointed with this sequence because we get some nice like references so you get the spinning wheel you see genie's lamp you see the mad hatter's hat which is you know, that's fun. A choice. But why can we not get more close-ups of these weird relics? Yeah. Like that's the If kind they of... had to run through a hall of them, that would be cool. Yeah. Because you said, like, you couldn't figure out what some of these were as I well. I did. I figured out. So the one on the... So the Cinderella slipper... Yeah. And the crown... Like, the crown jewels are on one of the screens. Yeah. And the Mad Hatter's hat. Yeah. And then on the end on the right, there was a golden ball... Just a like an orb yeah, sat on like a, a red, yeah, sat on a red cloth. I couldn't for the life of me figure out what it was until I realised that not all of these characters are Disney movie characters. Yeah. They're fairy tale characters. So it's the ball from the Princess and the Frog that she okay. drops in and the frog retrieves for her. Okay. So it kind of follows once upon a time. <laughs> like that took then. me a yeah. long time to figure out though. But it's one of those weird ones that if we're going to have the Easter eggs there, which is great, yeah. but why not make them at least visible? You've The set dressing is really cool. It's a weird background thing. Yeah. Because yeah, in that scene, they also have Guinevere's dress yeah. and Lancelot's armour. Which if there's a Camelot... Yeah, Camelot school. Why has Camelot given that up? What has Camelot got from Beast? I bet they've got like Lumiere, like he's been taxidermied. 
into sounding like a candlestick and they've got Lumiere on display. Yeah. Because presumably Merlin is the head teacher of Camelot School. Yeah. So maybe Camelot is a magic school. Possibly. And that's where all the magic kids go. So they've just turned Lumiere back into a candle and then like yep. put him there. 100%. The spinning wheel puts the guard to sleep. So does he now need true love's kiss? No, because it doesn't work properly because Maleficent's not here. Okay, that's fine. How is how is there not better security? Because only good people live here. So why they have don't need a security guard? Yeah. So why have a security guard in the first place? You're either going to have security or no security. I don't think. And they also, they know that they've got these four kids. Surely there would have been protests from all these parents and everyone being like, um, "You know what's in the museum for cultural history? Mm-hmm. That's like the you know, one thing that can let all the villains out." Let's maybe have better security. Yeah. The Hall of Villains looks like Madame Two Swords. And I notice here (laughs) that somebody taxidermied some puppies for Cruella's stand. Assuming that they're not wax. Assuming that they're not wax. So. Somebody did a better job at Cruella's thing. Yeah, so that whoever put together this museum exhibit should have been shipped straight off Mm -hmm. to the island of the lost because they did what cruella couldn't do and that was kill some puppies Mm -hmm. it's weird because these puppies are like terrified fleeing from her but you also notice here just how much she stands out like a sore thumb she doesn't belong here it's just like one of these things is not like the other it's true you know you've got we were talking about it when we were watching it and it would make sense to have magic villains in one room yeah or queen villains in one Mm -hmm. room you know and then like i mean cruella's a lesser villain right yeah she's definitely one of the better villains as well though like she's a great villain yeah but if you look at it in like the grand scheme of things oh yeah in terms of like world domination she's like fairly low down on that list oh yeah all she wants is a fur skin coat which is evil but it's not you know, I'm going to put your daughter to sleep for 50 years and burn yeah, down your yeah. village as a as a dragon. Yeah. Like, she's certainly... Like there are worse things. Yeah. And so it seems weird that she's in this room. Unless they moved her into this room because the kids were coming here. Which kind of seems like a weird choice. So basically what was going to happen was the school was going to take the kids here on a field trip with everyone else and point out, look at the different kids. Be like, don't be like your parents. Yeah. I just... I think they needed to really change the lineage of Carlos because Cruella doesn't work. Mm -hmm. And it is really obvious. Yeah. It is what it is. I think you could go with magic people. Mm -hmm. You could also go with... Because the other three fit into that category. Yeah. You could also go with, I guess, uh, people who like wicked dictators who ruled the land however briefly mm-hmm. but then Maleficent never actually ruled anything she ruled the fairy kingdoms yeah it's just very weird yeah and like where are the rest of them have they literally been just moved here for a special exhibit so yeah. what puts no, these four no no there's other rooms yeah they walk past other rooms yeah it's the hall of villains but what so puts like... these four together like Other what? than that, their kids have been brought here. Exactly. What is the link? It just doesn't work. But we do get one of my favourite songs here. Yes. So Mal, everybody else is like, oh, this is so creepy. Like, 
and Carlos says that his man looks really scary. Yeah. Which I think is fair enough. That is a weird, like, yeah. we, I, I wouldn't want to see a wax figure of my mum. But everyone else leaves the room to go and hunt for the wand. Yeah. And Mal stays and is looking at her mum. Because she's got her magic staff and she's look, she looks powerful. Yeah, like, and she's in a different costume as well. If you yeah, look, she she's in a different costume, which I thought was cool. Mm -hmm. She's in her traditional costume. Yes. And we get a great song. Yeah, and this showcases Dove Cameron's voice better because she's actually singing now and mm -hmm. auto-tuned. Yeah, so we get Evil Like Me. Yeah. Which is a very musical theatre, incredibly campy yeah. number. It's which perfect. Which is all in Mal's head. Yeah, because... She can't actually be there, obviously, which is yeah, quite Yeah, Melissa doesn't have any magic on the aisle, so she yeah. can't use magic to like get here. So it has to just be things Maleficent has previously said. Yeah. And Mal convincing herself to still be evil. Yeah. There's a cool little tap dance sequence during this, it's which so I thought good. was great. Christian Chenoweth's Evil Will Laugh is amazing. Mm -hmm. It's a really cool number. It's fun. This is musical theatre number. This is what I'm wanting. Yeah. Can't believe how long it's been between songs, though. Do you know how many songs are in this film? Seven? Yeah. Yeah. They find the Elder Wand. Yeah, I really like the design of the wand. I though. like the design of the wand, but I don't like the prop because it does just look plastic. It, yeah, it looks like a Disney Store toy, which is obviously what they're going for. But yeah. I like that uh, above the handle is Cinderella's carriage, but it looks more pumpkin-y than carriage-y. Yeah. That's very cool. Yeah. But it does look like the Elder Wands because it's got the sort the of bumps. bumps as it goes along. So I start to think this is happening very quickly. They found the wand. Wow, okay. Mm -hmm. And like now, obviously, like we're 20 minutes into the film. Like it's not going to be that quick. And Jay sets off the alarm. Yep. True Love's Kiss woke up the guards and he's searching. So mm -hmm. somebody must have come in and, and given him a quick kiss. Yeah. And then we go to school and we go to remedial goodness. Yeah. And... My response to question one is always curse the crying baby. Obviously. So I, again, they're doing a multiple choice quiz. And they can't get it right, but Mal has cracked the code. Yeah. You pick the one that isn't fun. Yeah, you pick the one that seems like the least fun. Yep. And they all, by gosh, they get it. Mm -hmm. You know, this is a, uh, a eureka moment. Yeah. And then on the next question, Jay and Carlos get into a scrap over who gets to answer. Yeah. They've figured it out now. And you know that the fairy godmother is is feeling like Henry Higgins at this point in time. <laughs> yeah. But we go to lacrosse time and Jay is a natural. It's called tourney or tawny, depending on what accent you've got. But it's basically lacrosse with like it's a kill zone. field hockey lacrosse with a kill zone. The kill zone's cool. As fictional games go, I would want to play this one. This is a cool fictional game and it has an actual scoring system that is relevant and works. Yes, but the so, rules, as I will talk about in a moment, are not that clear. Sure. Oh yeah, you got really mad about this. I did. The coach recognises raw talent in Jay. I'd like to know who the coach is. Like all these minor characters that show up, I want okay. to know who they are. Which... Uh, servant from Beauty and the Beast do you think it is? Servant? Yeah. Well, no, it's not actually a character. He's just the coach. But I think all of the staff at this school, except for the fairy godmother, are the Beast's servants. I don't know, because I don't think that... Because I think that'd be funny. Okay, okay that would be funny. In I... which case then he's Chip. Like, Chip grew up and had, oh, like, God. a chip on his shoulder. Yeah. I think it's the, the dog chair. 
No, because the dog chair is a dog. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> Chad and Audrey have no trust, so can they be good? I think if you don't trust people, you're inherently bad. Chad and Audrey. Yeah, because they're gossiping and they don't seem to trust these kids. I don't think those are good traits. That's fair, but I feel like it's okay to be inherently distrustful when you've been raised to believe that these kids are coming here just to cause you pain. Like, realistically, fate-wise, I'm sure Audrey has been led to believe that Mal will just try and make her sleep for 100 mm. years. Which sucks. Like, yeah. that would suck to have that happen. But then that you. also means that the parents, the characters that we know, are... Bad-mouthing these kids. Yeah, and victimising people and using them as the boogeyman, which, again, doesn't seem good to me. No. That's the whole point, is that there is no good or evil. Yeah. We're all, like, humans and in between. But it just doesn't work when these are characters that come from that world. Yeah. Fairy Godmother having a child the same age as the younger generation's children is weird. That is true. Who's her dad? Yeah. There you go. Fairy Godmother's a single mum. Yeah, but that's fine because she's a, a good person. Or for all we know... She's not. She's a bad mum. Okay. But for all we know, there's a husband that we just don't see. Mm. Mal magics a new hairstyle for Jane and wins her over. Yep. And she tries to explain it like this to try and get Jane on side. She used magic on Cinderella, who wasn't even her real daughter. Doesn't she love you? Like This works so well. Evil is easier to teach than goodness, apparently. Yep. Because that's probably the remedial lesson. One, one and done. But it's a really good point. Like Mal is very good at manipulating, manipulating, manipulating people. <laughs> and then we get a scene where Chad is kind of like flirting and laughing along with Evie's jokes, mm -hmm. and as a result, Cogsworth, because he's definitely the teacher here, a hundred percent. The science teacher Cogsworth brings her up to make a point, and it's like, right, go on, then answer this. Ha 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 ha. And the magic hand mirror gives Evie the answer. And then Cogsworth, I'm going to call him Cogsworth. He says a weird line. I always forget to never underestimate dot, dot, dot. To a which, woman. No, a villain. Is yeah. What Evie, re Evie replies with. with a villain, but I feel like he wants to say a woman. What was he going to say? Yeah, like it's a weird old line. But if, if the point is that that's what he was going to say, if he, like, the reason she finishes the sentence is because he was going to say, I forget you should never underestimate a villain. Good point. One should never underestimate a villain, but, yeah. like, in the way you shouldn't underestimate Maleficent. Yeah. But if that's what he was going to say, why stop yourself? Mm. Because everyone's, like, it's essentially a prejudice statement anyway, yeah. whether or not you say it. Yeah, it's a weird one. Carlos runs away from Dude. Yeah. But good guy. He's a cute dog. Yeah, good guy Ben helps him overcome it. Mm -hmm. Cool. That's literally Carlos's growth done. Yeah, that's all we need. And Chad takes Evie under the bleachers and leads her on. And she reveals her mirror to Chad. Mm -hmm. And he manipulates her into doing his homework. Yep. They couldn't have found like a more appropriate name for this character, could they? No. Of like, course he's called Chad. Yeah. It's great. It suits him. Chad Charming. And I, I'm thinking at this point, Chad Charming isn't a good character. He's certainly not going to end up with Evie. So I've started shipping Dopey and Evie. 
which also feels appropriate considering they're from the same world yes they're from the same story yeah which mm. is cool like i would you know i like that mulan's daughter shows up and she wants mal to do her hair and it's going to cost her 50 dollars apparently because apparently we pay for things in dollars yeah, yeah i don't like that i think that was just a that's a either a we haven't thought hard enough about yep. this or a we want kids to understand uh, that's exactly currency. what it is but i just think why can you not just say 50 gold pieces or something like yeah it just it feels like you're you're ter- or just have her say i'll pay you but especially look at how many of these characters we've got right hmm. how many of them are traditionally from european places the vast majority of yeah them. so it just feels really gross that they're buying things with dollars yeah it's weird isn't it and yeah so mulan's daughter wanted a haircut like mao's mm-hmm. and she gets the haircut it doesn't look anything like mao's she wants cool hair like mao's i think if they'd have put some like pink in it at yeah. the bottom like pink highlights or yeah. something then i would understand yeah but it doesn't look any they just give her long hair yeah it doesn't look cool the coolest bit is they get a little bit of metal music as they rip their skirts for literally no reason but again no reason why rotten to the core couldn't have this metal edge if they're gonna have this joke here that they're kind of embracing their evil side Mm -hmm. we should have had rotten to the core be that style yeah (sighs) evie gives useful information about the wand inadvertently yeah and this is about coronation just as mal was planning to you know blurt it out Mm -hmm. so why are they coronating ben if beast and bella are alive and well we've talked about it but it just still doesn't make any sense like he shouldn't be king if his parents are still there yeah and we learn from ben it's only me my parents and my girlfriend who get to be that close to the coronation and you literally see the light bulb go off above Mao's head because there's a new plan and we learn about the science of heartbroken tears that there's a difference yes there is and apparently it's a um protein difference yeah and evie just knows this i think that's cool i quite liked that Mm -hmm. i like that we're starting to see more about these characters like we're really starting to get to know their real sides yeah well except for carlos but we're starting to see that jay is a jock Mm -hmm. cool and we're seeing that evie is quite clever and we've certainly seen more of the creative side to mal yeah it's really nice we learn that chocolate chips are an important food group. So I think that Mulan sired her daughter with Buddy the Elf. She's part elf. Sure. And they get the heartbroken tear because baby Mulan can't fathom that villains don't love their kids. That's fair enough. Yeah. I'm okay with her crying about I that. I think that's a perfect way to get heartbroken tear. It happens there and then. It's nice script writing. We move on. See, this is why I said Lonnie is a truly good person. Because yeah. she cries. She's ha- cries a heartbroken tear. Yeah. For that. Like, that's cute. I like her. Jay starts to like it here, but Mouse snaps him out of it. Mm. And... Audrey discusses the dangers of gateway magic. Yeah, it's gateway magic. That's a fun kind of parallel. Yeah. But 
I don't know how on board I am with the whole like magic is a drug thing in this world, in a Disney world. In a Buffy the Vampire Slayer world, I'm fine with it. Yeah. I like that you can become corrupted by magic. Mm. But in a world where majority, we've got like some really good people. Fairy Godmother, was what was she like in her teenage days experimenting with the gateway magic? The gateway magic. It feels weird. Mm-hmm. And we learn that Audrey is jealous because if they're all pretty, what will I be? Fair enough. Yep. That's, like, I mean, to be fair, that's her only defining feature is that she's fairly attractive. Yeah, that's her character trait. Is but that again, she thinks she's pretty. But I don't think she stands up because she's pretty generic compared to everyone else. Yeah. So I don't even think she's got that. Yeah. None of, yeah, none of these teenagers stand out. I think this is where I got confused with Chad and Ben as well. Mm. Mal tricks Ben into eating her cookie. Yeah, in the best way possible because she just proves that he's an idiot yeah it's just like oh well no you don't have to have it. it's fine i understand you don't trust me oh no, yeah because i'm a villain you. kid you don't trust me no no it's fine i get it and then he like grabs it and eats it and yeah. she's like okay it's i like how that exchange happens like it works mm-hmm. and then we see that they're fighting sherwood in the lacrosse the game yeah sherwood knights yeah yeah so the rules of this game They've got these weird sticks, right? Like, basically, they've got lacrosse sticks, giant wooden spoons. It's like a Gaelic hockey stick, yeah. Now, no point in this game do they use their hands. No. And yet, we see Jay grab the ball, swing it along his arm like an Aladdin apple, Mm -hmm. and put it in this stick. Yeah, on the end of his stick, yeah. Now, should, that should be a foul. Yeah, that he, should... But we established that he doesn't know the rules. But it doesn't matter. He shouldn't be playing an official game if he doesn't know the rules. We don't know how much time has passed at this point either. A week. Okay, so he's been training quite heavily. Yeah, for a week. Yeah, so he knows the rules. It just feels very weird that nobody would stop this play. I think they just don't notice. Yeah, because is that his magic power, like sleight of hand? Yeah, basically. It just... It, it took me out of it because you've built this this game, you've clearly got rules for it, and yet we're allowed to break the rules. Mm-hmm. It's a cool game though. So when you get into the kill zone, the opposite team gets to shoot you. Gets to shoot yeah. like balls at you so that to distract you and make you drop the actual game ball. Yeah, that's cool. I I like that. I like the idea of it. And I like that the nets at either end are shaped like turrets yeah i I like i like that it feels like a better fictional game than quidditch Mm -hmm. but i still was like a kind of like taken out of this whole sequence when i saw jay cheating sure we go to did i mention Mm -hmm. and i love the idea that he's just like i love mal and like audrey gets up (laughs) audrey literally gets dumped and runs off she doesn't even get dumped but this is why he shouldn't be king yet. Because 16-year-olds are so changeable and inconsistent. Mm-hmm. He's going to draw up a peace treaty and then a day later he's going to be like, no, actually no, I, I prefer a peace mind. treaty with, with a different kingdom now. Yeah. Like, <sighs> It is so funny though that he sings this whole song and he gets everyone to back him up because it's the Disney world so everyone yeah. can just join him with yeah. songs. And... In that amount of time, Audrey's like, "Well, guess I'm dating Chad now." Yeah. Oh, yeah. She comes back like, like so. They've clearly been like hooking up behind the scenes anyway. For sure. So, again, she's a cheat. She's a nasty. She just person. has to be with a prince. Yeah. 
But, the, you know, he's also said he'd give up his kingdom for just one kiss. Nope, he's not ready to be a king. It's I-R-R-E-S-Ponsible. Irresponsible. <laughs> like, he, this should be Beast watching going, yeah, I'm not retiring. I'm not leaving Did you notice that Beast hands. doesn't come to his games? Yes, I did. None of their parents do. Probably because he can't find his glasses. That's true. His groovy, groovy glasses. That we only see for the end scene. Mm. So we learn that they've won this trophy back after years. So <laughs> so basically the school are rubbish sports-wise. Yeah, I don't think they should be so elite. I don't think they can be like considered that great a school. But I, it just makes me want to know more about how this kingdom exists. Mm. The problem with the Descendants is the fact they try... And I think they have a lot of plot to cram in. And they're doing a good job. And I feel like the plot works within the time frame. Mm. But there's so much like necessary world building that needs to also have been put into it. Yeah. Because not only do we now need to believe that all of these villains didn't die. Yeah. We also need to wrap our heads around the fact that this is a modern American-esque era. Mm -hmm. We also need to kind of understand what's happened to each of these princes and princesses and queens and kings to lead to just be... There's so much that I don't know about it. Yeah. That it just... There's no room for it. There's a lot of suspension of disbelief. Yeah. And it's very, very difficult, I think, when you are such a fan of the multiple source materials, Mm -hmm. you know, to, to kind of get your head around it. Like, I feel like The Descendants would work so much better as a... 24 episode series you know like a musical series like the cartoon this has so much potential as a concept that i just feel like i've got too many questions to really be able to sit and enjoy it yeah but i don't think if i was a teenager or a preteen, i would ask these questions no that's fair we go back to cogsworth and mm-hmm. we see that evie got a b thanks to doug yep and then we get another scene where Ben wants a date and Mal can't deal with it. How do you mean? Well, just she can't deal with it. She's kind of like, well, I don't actually want to date someone. I've never been on a date before. So No, she's not. This is the thing. She is starting to get a crush on him. Yes. Which is its own thing. She doesn't actually want to date him. She just needed him to be in love with her to get the wand. Do you remember how I asked you if there was anything problematic about this show and you were like, hmm. Not that I can think of, other than her using magic to force him to love her in a Voldemort's mum-esque. Yeah, it is kind of weird, isn't it? But However, I do it's think the way it ends, reconciliated really well. It is, yeah. So it kind of doesn't become a big problem. So we get a nice makeover sequence between her and Evie. And they're both but terrified of their By the end of, of which she mums. looks no different. No, she didn't. For the first time, I understand the difference between pretty and beautiful. What a sick burn to Audrey. Like, Ben says that. Mm. And you're just like, Jesus, Jeez. Ben. <laughs> Again, another reason why you But he's under you the are... love spell. So he's forgotten about Audrey. But. But like, yeah, he's, he's so Another reason why he's not ready to be king is he's not got, like, diplomatic skills. Could you imagine being like, I never knew... What it was to have a partnership with a kingdom until I partnered with Sherwood and like just then completely annoying any other allies he's got. Camelot are just sat there like, all right, fine. Because yeah. you know Camelot are going to fight back. Yeah. 
So she wears she wears a really I like her dress. It's cute. And her her dress with her combat boots that she's been wearing this whole time because I appreciate that yeah. these characters do not own a lot of clothes. It's something that we see earlier on is that Evie is capable of making her own clothes. Yes. Her mother taught her to be a housewife. And she then wears the clothes, which is very cool. Yeah, she wears the clothes that we see her making. And I love that as a, like, as an insert into this world. Because they don't have any money. No. They're not going to be going out shopping with the other princesses at this school. Yeah. So she is making her own clothes and she makes this dress for Mal to wear. The rest of the time, Mal wears the one outfit that she has. Yeah. And I appreciate that. We get a very personal question from Ben to Mal. Like a very personal question to ask a 16-year-old. Is this your first time? Eating strawberries. Yes. And on a date. Yeah. It just, but it is very, very weirdly phrased. Mm-hmm. Like, I think most adult. I've said this before during... Kids. Yeah, I've said this before <laughs> during Shrek, that a good kids film needs adult jokes. But this isn't a joke. No, it isn't. And it feels like a very weird thing, especially because you might get like 12, 13 year olds who are kind of aware. Yeah, this is a teeny bopper movie. So it just feels like a very weird, like a line. But we yet, Mal likes strawberries. Yeah, she's never had a strawberry before. And when Ben turns away, she starts like horridly eating strawberries. I love the fact that this is like a never ending, like magical thing of strawberries. Mm -hmm. But it's so weird because magic is outlawed. Apparently, the king's son gets to use magic however he wants to impress all the ladies. If we watch the second one, (laughs) sorry, when we watch the second one, you'll find out why that annoys me so much. But yeah, it just, it's definitely like a royal social elite thing. Like, down with the monarchy, please. If, like, they can use magic but everyone else can't, that is not fair. Mm -hmm. Ben engages beast mode to jump into the lake. Sure. And then we get... If only, mm-hmm. which is basically flashbacks to an hour ago. Yeah, so for which... some reason they decided with this song, which is a brilliant song and Dove oh, Cameron is yes. a phenomenal singer. Beautiful voice. I don't understand. Basically what they did is they just made a music video for it and put it into the sh- into this film. But the music video is made up of flashbacks of all of their interactions through the film. Yeah, why could we not get a montage of this date? Mm-hmm. It just feels weird. Of their whole day together. Because there's yeah. the bit where they're walking across the bridge and she's being silly. Yeah. That's cute. Why That's not get more of the date that led up to this point? Mm-hmm. She's developed feelings very quickly and a montage would have helped that. Because at also, the moment I think she's just accidentally eaten one of her own cookies. Mm-hmm. However, we get their conversation where he says that he loves her or whatever. And she says she doesn't know what love feels like. Now, I'm willing to believe that she doesn't think she knows what love feels like. However, if you're having all of this love, like, showered upon you and you've never had anything like that before, you're going to fall really quickly for someone. Yeah. The lip syncing to the dub is off and it's a little weird. It is. Like, you can watch it and you just know that something's off with this. Yeah, because the rest of them, like, so I watched the making of this, obviously, Mm -hmm. (laughs) to bolster my research. And the rest of the songs... They sing yeah. while they're performing. And then obviously this track is just played over the top, like when they do the actual film part. But this one is the only one that I couldn't find a lot of behind the scenes footage for. But also the stuff I could find, she's not singing. Yeah, She is just lip syncing. Yeah. It looked off. Yeah. So she starts to get worried because Ben hasn't emerged from jumping in the lake. Yep. So she sits down 
And it was just weird. And I, I mentioned this to you here, like considering how edgy she is, it was a very delicate she way sit, for her yeah. to sit down. And I understand that as an actress, she has to move her skirt and dress so that she can sit in a sense Away way. from the camera. However, well. it didn't fit Mao's character here. No. And you know she's got shorts on under the thing anyway. Yeah. Because when she, she does a spin during the song and we see yeah. it. So. But it just, it was a very weird, like, huh, that's, that's not the character we've been watching. Hmm. She tries to find Ben, but she can't swim and he saves her from drowning. And yeah, he says, yeah. do you love me? It's been one date. I don't know what love feels like. Correct. You don't. Because this is a She's by 16. Yeah. Although she's older than him. Because he's only just... His coronation's on his 16th birthday. So he's 15 yeah. at this point. Okay, but they're like the same age in school. Doesn't matter. She's just like a few weeks 15 older. 15-year-olds. Yeah, I know. This Sunday is parents' day. But... Not for you. Yeah, it's open day. And so to make up for the fact that your parents can't come. Just like 2020, they get a Zoom call. Yeah. yeah. The poison apple doesn't fall far from the tree. And your joke was ruined. Yeah. <laughs> that was such, it was such a great moment for me sitting watching this film, knowing that you weren't like overly thrilled with it. And then they made that joke and you went, I wrote that joke down ages ago. Yeah. <laughs> You're so upset. We do get another great line from Christian Chenoweth. Are you still doing tricks with eggplants? Which I thought was funny. Oh, yeah, she means the punk. Yeah, yeah. cool. The parents feign interest in their kids. And Corella just sucks. I'm not entertained by them at all. No. It's more horrible gurning and over-the-topness that just is not appropriate. No. But the kids look and are nicer now. And as a result, their costumes feel a lot more normal and muted. Yes. They're not the big extremes that they once were. No, we've naturalised the costumes. But they're still plotting, just lacking the passion that they had before. Like, deep down, they know this isn't right. Yeah, and if they hadn't spoken to their parents, they wouldn't have gone through with this. They'd have just stopped thinking about it. And I think what I like here is the fact that Mal has a conversation with Evie and she's like, I am going to break the love spell. And she's like, really? Why? And he's like, well, considering what we're going to do to this land, leaving him in love with me just feels extra cruel. Mm-hmm. And that's that's a nice touch. Yeah. Like, it is the fact that she's like, I know I'm going to do all these horrible things to him, but that just feels far That feels cooler. like too far, yeah. yeah. So, Jay loves sports too much to villain. Carlos loves pets too much to villain. Evie loves academia, too much to villain. Mm-hmm. And Mel loves Ben, too much to villain. Which one of those is the weakest loves? Pets. No. Oh, come no, on. No, I mean in real life. Oh, in real life? Ben. The answer is Ben. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Are you kidding? Well, I could just put Mel loves love, too much to villain. but Yeah, it's love. But in terms of this world, mm-hmm. the one that's had the least build and the le- and is the weakest is undoubtedly Carlos's side. Mm-hmm. one of my favorite things in the sequel yeah is that she has more chemistry with a different character than she does with ben but they keep her with ben and it's so funny he's literally the first man she's ever met yeah like outside the people she's grown up with Mm -hmm. she can't be in love with jay we're best friends this is the first man she's ever met outside and she's fallen for him which is probably the most it, Disney thing about this. You wait until we watch the second movie because there are some way better men on the Isle of the Lost. As long as they look different and... Right. It's great. I'll show you a picture. If only reprise. She provides her own heartbroken tear. That's cute. The worst, worst part of this, like the biggest sin, 
the be our guest sequence. Oh, it's incredible. Nope. Howard Ashman is rolling in his grave like a nope. cat in a washing machine. Nope. I hated it. it. It's so unnecessary. It's so stupid and unnecessary. Yeah. I just absolutely detested this moment. No, I know. Isn't it just like that was a choice and it was the wrong choice? Especially because, again, this one sounds kind of auto-tuned as well. Mm. And it, I hated it. I absolutely detested it. Belle hated Audrey because Audrey was a suck-up. I quite like that. Yeah. And Belle and Beast are kind of shocked when Mal shows up, but they invite all to dinner, including mm. the friends, because the more the merrier, which is nice. They're yeah. kind of shocked, but they're at least like, okay, well, we are good, and we recognise that our child has to make his own choices in life, and we are going to support him. We may not agree, but we're going to let him learn himself. Good parenting, I think. They're yeah. Not, you know, it's that bit in the office where... Michael tells Pam that he's dating her mum. And she's like, no, you can't date my mum. He's like, I'm going to date her harder now. Yeah. 100% that's what would have happened. They're like, Ben, you can't date this guy. He's like, I'm going to marry her tomorrow. Yeah. And I love that Belle is just like holding the beast back here. Yeah. But also, she's like, fake faints. Sleeping Beauty's mother recognises Mal, but isn't quite sure. She's like, do I know you? It's only when she knows who she is, she makes a scene. And she initially yeah, thinks she's having Mal a good chat with her. Yeah. It just, she's prejudiced. Yeah. Like she's that's... like, I recognise you. Yeah. How do I know you? But yeah, Queen Leah sucks. She says, I missed it all because of your mother. And I thought, nope, it was your fault. You missed it all because of yourself and your husband. Yeah, because you're rude. Yeah, no sympathy for you. Chad is mean. I bet Maleficent would have given a great gift too. Oh yeah. Like what do you, because she was, she's also a fairy. She would have brought a fairy gift. Yeah, And 100%. given her some kind of power. Yeah, it would have been like the power to converse with animals or something. Something, something really useful. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone starts ganging up against the villain kids now and ends up getting sprayed by Evie. Oh, yeah. Evie, they make a potion. Yeah. I completely forgot about this random pop point that's never like... brought up again. They make a spray that you can. It's like a perfume. You, if you spray it on somebody, they fall asleep yeah. until they are awoken. And they're going to use it on the limo driver so they can get in the limo and drive back to yeah. the land of the lost. And when he just gets in going with Beast going, I feared something like this would happen. Well, it's your own fault. Thank and you. he says, and, and Ben says, Dad, it's not their fault. And Beast says, you're right. It's, it's yours. yours. Way harsh. Thanks, Dad. Like, this is the thing. These guys were getting better just for being here and having people who believed in them and nurtured them. Like, this is definitely an argument for nature over nurture. Yeah. It's you an know. argument for, like, good teachers. But this is it. It's, it's, it's basically saying that if you... As long as someone champions you, you mm-hmm. can be successful. You just need someone to believe in you and push you on the right path. Yeah. It's not in their nature to be evil. It's not the fact that they grew up with these evil parents that they're going to be. It's because all they've had their life was parents telling them this. The second they came here and somebody started treating them like people and trying to be involved in them, mm-hmm. they became good. And we go back to square one because everyone now is just like, well, you're evil, so we're not going to try. Like, no wonder people like Maleficent want to, like, poison babies so they sleep for a hundred years because this is why people treat them that way and it's like you bought this self-fulfilling prophecy on yourself Mm -hmm. 
Doug tries to apologise, but Chad intimidates him. Like, that's nice. He's trying to do the right thing. But he's a sidekick, first and foremost. He's not the leading man. So I like that we still have that kind of dynamic and that yeah. power. Jane was mean, so Mal undoes her hair and now she's disgusting to everyone else. <laughs> sure. I mean, her hair, her haircut does not suit her. No, but she's not disgusting. She's not any, like, less pretty than she was before. Yeah. And as but... a result, they all have their evil desire because the kingdom deserves it. And I think they do deserve it. Down with the monarchy, yes. is what I say. The evil revolution. Kathy and Jimmy, again, continue to be criminally underused. Mm -hmm. Snow White is a red carpet reporter. She's still in the same dress. And great line that was definitely improvised has definitely had work done. Yeah. I think that's it. That's hilarious. hilarious. Yeah, the evil queen being like, oh, well, look at her. She's definitely had work done. How interesting that instead of being a princess or a queen, she has chosen to go with celebrity or actually working. Yeah, well, so this is the thing. Do the rest of the princesses have jobs? Because hmm. they must do. I don't think the Snow White costume looks as good. I think it's one of the weaker. I like the idea, though, yeah. that because the rest of them... Because from what we've seen, the longer that the kids have been in Auradon, the more toned down their costumes have been. Yeah. And the villains' costumes are really over the top because it's their costumes from way back when... Yeah. So is Snow White wearing that dress just to be TV Snow White? Like, I don't think she dresses like that every day. I think no. that's her TV personality. But it's just weird. I, but I don't think it looks good. I don't think oh, no, her it's not costume nice. translates. And again, it just it's very weird to have the villains watching TV in the same way it was when they were on a Zoom call mm-hmm. in those costumes. Yeah. It's just it's like when you get home from Comic Con. Yeah. It is. It just <laughs> you doesn't... still got your costume on, you're just like sat on the couch. Yeah. Like, and you're I just like, move. it doesn't feel right. I kind of love it though. Yeah. And we're in the coach now, and Mal has given Ben the cookie mm-hmm. that, that, that will like stop him being in love with her, but he eats it prematurely. Yeah. And she gets panicked. He's like, what, are you worried? I'm going to fall in love with you again? And it turns out he knew about the spell, but he went along with it because of her crush. Mm-hmm. And he actually liked her. And he knew because the second he went in the Enchanted, like all magic went. And at that point he was like, I am into you. Yes. But also the reason that he thinks she did it was... is because she was into him and thought that she'd never be able to get near him with Audrey around. Yeah. He's such an idiot. But also, like, kind of, he was still going to date Audrey, even though he was kind of into this girl? I don't think he ever liked Audrey. I think Audrey decided she was his yeah. girlfriend one day, and they were just, from that point, So again, dating. another reason why he is not ready to be king is he doesn't have the courage to make the difficult choices, like break up with a girl. Yep. What is he going to be willing to let this kingdom do because he's not able to say no? Yep. But yeah, I like the re- the reveal that he hasn't been in love with her this whole time because of the spell. Yeah. Is a really good way to get around her using the spell. Oh yeah, him. like and it makes it all okay cuz it's like he was basically under the spell for and maybe 10 minutes. Maybe 10 minutes. <laughs> One song and then the rest of it was real. This yeah. man doesn't fake it. Good for him. Yeah. So, we're This at... site just doesn't look regal enough for the event. I'm assuming it's a cathedral. Yeah, but it I doesn't mean, it's not Notre Dame, right? Yeah, it doesn't look like 
regal enough for a coronation. It just looks like a cardboard set. That's fair. It's very CGI. Yeah. So we're, we're all at the coronation, and the villains, the villain kids are like up on the balcony. Yeah. And Belle and Beast have given Ben permission to go forth with Mal. So they're like front and centre. Yeah, and she's standing next to the fairy yeah. godmother, which is quite cool. There's a really nice stained glass window of Beast and Belle, which yeah. is good because it does look like the Disney animated and mm. I liked it. But we've now got the debut of Beast's weird glasses. Yeah. Like his dad glasses. They look like old 3D cinema glasses and they've just popped the lenses out. I mean, it's cool that a character and a king like Beast would be wearing glasses. He's like an older dude, But yeah. because he's not worn them at any other point in this film, it's weird. Like, just have him wearing them throughout. Yeah. It would be less weird if he'd been wearing them the whole time and he wasn't wearing them in this scene. What I like, though, how many good characters do we ever see in glasses? How do you mean? Like, Well, like other... in Disney films. Yeah, like, growing up, all I had was Harry Potter wearing glasses. A lot of, and in I say this in the loosest term, but like girl cartoons yeah. always had one character with glasses. Yeah, and she wasn't, wasn't always the nerdy character yeah. either. But this is what I mean, is that there's very rare. And I, it's, as a kid growing up, you didn't have many good characters who wore glasses. Hmm. The only power ranger that wore glasses was Billy and Billy was the geek. Yeah. Which nothing wrong. I liked Billy. I liked the Blue Ranger. And then you get Harry Potter. That's cool. Harry Potter wears glasses. But you can't think of many other characters that are kind of like big, heroic and cool that wear glasses. Mm. So why not just have Beast, who we know to be quite a cool character. Yes, he's grown up now. And we also know that he's a big reader. Yeah. Why not have him wearing glasses in every shot of this film? Yeah, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense. It would be really cool for kids to be like, oh, I could grow up to be a king like Beast someday. Mm. You know... We talk a lot about role models for girls and we sometimes don't think about the role models boys need. Mm -hmm. I yeah. think that would be cool representation. So we're going to crown Ben. Yep. And to do that, for some reason, the fairy godmother needs her wand. Even yep. though she doesn't, she isn't going to use that. I think it's just like a status kind it of thing. It is just like a ceremonial thing. The coronation costumes are great, but the crown sucks. Oh, the 3D printed crowns with the beast's face on them. It Can't looks like they it. literally just got one of the toys they already shipped to the Disney store. Mm -hmm. I like the fact that Beast's head is on it, which like would make it far weirder if someone else became king after Beast. Yeah. Because it's like, well, we're going to wear the head of the previous one. But it does look so cheap and tacky. Great design. Execution's not there. Yeah. So the fairy godmother gets the wand and then, oh, wow, she's only gone and done it as Mal because we suddenly see mm -hmm. fighting with the wand and the magic stream going and rescuing and opening the, the villain's island. Yep. Oh, wait, it was Jane. It was Jane the whole time. Because she just wants the pursuit of beauty. But now Mal has the wand and she's shouting, we have no choice and Ben says, your parents made their choice. Now you make yours. I think I want to be good. And she listens to her heart. And we learn that Mal has given her friends courage, heart and brains. Yeah. <laughs> because she's given Carlos the courage to conquer his fear. And Jay the heart to pursue an athletic career. And... Evie had got her own brains. Yeah, so like... Mal is the Wizard of Oz. Yeah. We learn that love, 
she's doing it for love. Mm -hmm. But then Maleficent is back and she freezes time. And the best bit of the glasses is the fact that Maleficent just takes them off and then plonks them back on his head in a random fashion. Yeah, it's so funny. You know, this finale happens very, very quickly considering this is what we've built up to. Because Mouse stands up to Mummy Dearest and Jay goes to punch her and she grabs the bicep and is like, hmm, Gaston would be jealous. Yeah. Gaston is never jealous because, you know, he's roughly the size of we a We never barge. see Gaston. It's really sad. But then Dragon Maleficent rocks up and the CGI is surprisingly good considering everything terrible. else. It's terrible. Yeah, I liked it. It's better than the Scorpion King in The Mummy Returns. Mm-hmm. Which, you That's know... That's not a really high bar, but, like... Better than some of Cats. It's definitely better than but some like, of Cats. But, like, this is... I was surprised. I was like, oh, God, don't turn her into the dragon. This is going to be trash. No, actually, it's I liked good. the dragon. Mm-hmm. And it's the dragon based off of the Disney parade yes. dragon, which I appreciate. She breathes fire, and I think it's a miracle that none of her fire breath gets anyone in attendance. No. Like... Some, min- like, unscorched humans. Yeah, like, it's crazy. But Mal's love glare beats Maleficent's death glare. Yeah. Which is a really nice callback to the openings. Finally, Mal is her own person. Mm. And now she's actually got something. It's like with Burr and Hamilton. If you stand for nothing, what will you fall for? Yeah. At that point in time, she couldn't stand up because she stood for nothing. But now Mm. she's standing for something. She's standing for love. And love beats cruelty. Yes. And Maleficent shrinks down to the size of the love in her heart. Yes, and she becomes the salamander from Frozen 2. Yes, she does. I don't think they thought about that when they made Frozen 2. No. And then time happens and both beasts roar at nothing. Oh yeah, it's really funny. And Mouse just like, they're there, hun. But so this is what's interesting is when she's frozen time... She hasn't frozen time, she's frozen them. So it's all on camera. The cameras are still rolling. So there's, there's concrete evidence that like... Her daughter saved is good everyone, and yeah. has saved the land. So great. You know, it's not like it's going to be our word versus their word, like it would seem to be in this world. Yeah. But they've got concrete proof. But it just makes it look even sillier than when Beast and Ben just come back and go, raw Yeah. At nothing. It's really funny. I love it. And we get really, really, like, promising exchange from... Let me start again. You get a really promising exchange. If you hadn't told me there were sequels, I would be like very happy at this point. Ben says, next time I rescue you. And Mal says, there's not going to be a next time. Now, if, if I knew there, if I did not know there was a sequel, I'd be jumping for joy at this point. You're so mean. I, I am a little bit mean, yeah. I, I know that. But we go to set it off. And... The villains see the fireworks from the island because only, only Maleficent was able to magic herself there because the evil queen, for some reason, her magic's not working. Her magic requires her to have certain items. Yes. She's a a warlock instead of a sorcerer. And Jafar doesn't have his snake staff. Yeah. And Corella literally has no powers. So they're all just there like, huh, okay, she's dead, but cool, there's fireworks. Oh, look, there's a Mickey Mouse. Mm-hmm. I didn't catch a hidden Mickey. I was looking for one, but I didn't see a hidden Mickey. That's a good point. I didn't notice any. I think we need hidden Mickeys in this. And yeah, we get a dance sequence. And again... Yeah, so I will say that 
I do not like of all three of these movies. Yeah. They have really bad ending songs. Yeah. And I don't know whether it's just... It's modern Disney for you, though, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's just a weird choice. It's just it's just not we're all in this together. And I don't know what else I'm supposed to take from it, you know? Yeah. Yeah, and again, I was like, I don't know who a lot of these teens are. We see a very obvious Ariel. Yeah, because she's red hair, so that's cool. That's There's cool. a an Alice... No, I thought it was Elsa. No, it's Alice. Oh, it's Alice. Because she's in the cartoon series. Okay. And Lonnie is there as well. But and... from the angle we're shooting at, and unless you are this blonde girl who we've not seen before, this ginger girl that we've not seen before, you can't, you can't tell, tell anyone apart. Yeah. And unless they're a villain, they're, the teens are so generic. Like, even with Ben and Chad, they look at basically the same. Mm-hmm. You know, the only good teen that kind of looks different to anyone else is Doug yeah fair enough and that ends our descendant into madness mm-hmm. except right at the end Mal says you didn't think that was the end of the story did you yeah and then the movie's over but she's just said there's not going to be a next time so are they sequel baiting or are they not they are there's three movies I know that, yeah right best song Oh, evil like me and yep. then did i mention and then if only evil like me yeah cool is, is by far the best song it is the most show tuney yeah skip song set it off really yeah you'd put set it off over be our guest yeah because okay. at least i like be our guest as a song i like be our guest as a song but this is a travesty <laughs> yeah and I really didn't like Rotten to the Core because I don't like that side of the song. And it doesn't seem to continue anywhere else. Evil Like Me doesn't have that weird techno. And Dove Cameron's other songs don't have that style. Yeah. And I just didn't like Rotten to the Core. It felt manufactured pop, okay. which is what I thought DCOMs would be. Yeah. Like that's exactly why I wouldn't want to watch a DCOM is because that's what I would think the music would be. Who's your MVP in this one? I think Dove Cameron, yeah. I think she's a good enough actress that she is carrying a lot of I this. I think Dove Cameron's fantastic. I really like Sophia Carson, yeah. who's um, Evie. Yeah. She's a phenomenal singer and dancer and everything. She's got a couple of Netflix shows, actually. At the Our leads are brilliant. Yeah. Like, the acting of them is brilliant. Mm-hmm. And Maleficent is done great as well. Oh, yeah. Obviously, Kristen Chenoweth. We love her. But I know, I get what you mean about the some of the choices. I think the problem is you've then got Kathy and Jimmy who is wasted because she does nothing. Mm-hmm. Jafar doesn't really do enough to qualify. And then the 30 seconds of screen time Corella DeVille is on screen feels like two hours. Yep. My MVP is, is Dove Cameron, is Mal. I think she's fantastic. And I think the growth and the arc from this kind of bad girl to quite vulnerable is lovely. Yeah. And you feel like the choice when she's trying to stand up to Maleficent you really feel the conflict mm-hmm. yeah she's my and MVP with a shout out to Maleficent because yeah. it's Christian Chenoweth obviously I know I keep bringing up the other movies but I think her ongoing character development is really interesting yeah. in the other films and which role would you want to play because you've got far more choice than me I actually do for once I guess Mal yeah. And then Maleficent. 
But yeah. And then if I, if when I'm older, fairy godmother, because I think she's really funny and just her way of talking and her mannerisms and yeah. everything are just really weird. Who would you be? Guess Beast. Yeah. Can't be Ben, so. <laughs> Not really got much choice. He grows a beard in the third one. Who does Ben? Yeah. He's rugged. <laughs> it's one of my favourite things. It's so great. I just... Do you know what my biggest issue with this is? I feel really bad for Carlos. Mm-hmm. That, like, his arc is so unnecessary. You could completely redo this film without him or Cruella. Yeah. And it's such a shame because Carlos is such a good actor. Mm-hmm. And I really like him. I thought I was going to hate him when we had the ditzy moments at the start. Yeah. But I liked him. He just didn't have enough. And when we watch the next Descendants, mm-hmm. I really hope we kind of get justice for his character and like more depth. And I, I know we're going to introduce new characters and that makes me cautious. Yeah. Because I don't want it to be at the like expense of these characters that we've already got. Because so many of them have no depth anyway. Like, if you think we've got our four leads, Jay barely got anything, but he at least had an arc, and Evie had an arc, and then Ben and Mal had their arc. Yeah. I don't know if we've got enough time considering all these other side characters that have no depth to them. So it makes me cautious. I gave this one two stars. Oh, uh, yeah. I knew you didn't like it. I, I think the only reason I've given it more than one star to be completely honest with you is it has some nice beats and some nice jokes Mm -hmm. and i think the performance of our leads is really good yeah but there's so much about this that basically was exactly what i was expecting it to be or worse i'm not looking forward to watching descendants two or three i feel like you're going to really have to drag me kicking and screaming well maybe we'll do it next year or we'll save knows? one for this time next year. Who knows? At least you are safe in the knowledge that it is worse than High School Musical. Well, it certainly doesn't make me want to watch High School Musical. <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. It really doesn't, because Kenny Ortega is a big part of High School Musical. Mm-hmm. And I'll be completely honest, one of the things I found most offensive about this was some of the direction choices. Yeah. And... That really doesn't make me have any hope whatsoever for High School Musical. Okay. But next week I've got hope. Mm-hmm. What are we watching next week? Next week we are watching Mary Poppins Returns. Yes. Because you've might... seen Mary Poppins. I might be one of the only people in the world who has never seen Mary Poppins Returns. Yeah. I am the one. But yeah, I only watched Mary Poppins the first time quite recently with you. Like, yeah. I think when we first started dating. So... We're going to watch Lin-Manuel Miranda. Yeah. Which will be a lot better. And Emily Blunt. And I like Emily Blunt, so it's going to be a lot better and a lot more positive mm-hmm. after the past two weeks, I'm hoping. Yeah. Well, I really like it, so... Yeah, but you like it. That this. doesn't set you up for anything, though. No, it doesn't, does it? So, that is next week. Let us know what you thought of The Descendants. Is it one you love, or is it one that, like me, is just not for you? And let us know your thoughts on Mary Poppins Returns. Mm -hmm. Did it deliver on the 50-plus years of hype? And nostalgia. And nostalgia. Or is it one that actually never needed to happen? Let us know your thoughts, and we can discuss them next week Mm -hmm. on It's a Musical Podcast. 
As always, you can get in touch via Twitter and Instagram at It's a Musical Pod, and you can listen to us each week on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, on Google, on Stitcher, on Amazon, and via Podbean. Make sure you subscribe, and if you're feeling generous, leave us a review and let us know your thoughts on the show. We really hope next week's going to be more magical. <laughs> it definitely will be. Good. Well, next week you will have a magical musical Monday the right reasons <laughs> a merry musical monday a merry musical monday i like that one see you next week same bat place same bat channel <laughs>